you're listening to Unique Leaders Podcast. I'm Megan DiMartino. Success is in the story. Each week, I'll be speaking with a unique leader, not only in their field, but in their lives. Join us for a glimpse of their passion and talents. There's always a surprise in their story. Be the first to hear. Hello, 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 and welcome to Unique Leaders Live. I'm Megan DiMartino, and I am here with Victoria Lowell, a.k.a. Vicki. And um, I am going to be uh, with you today uh, sharing Vicki's journey. And before I do that, I just want to share with you a little something that um, I am, you know, this is called Unique Leaders Live. And we're all unique and we're all leaders. And before... I, as I said, I bring Vicki on. I want to share a little challenge that I'm having today. And it is that I have a cold. And in respect for uh, my producer, Elizabeth Hauser, and others, I decided to stay by myself. I wouldn't use the word quarantine, but we have set this up remotely. So I'm not the most electronically oriented person. So I just want to give a shout out to everyone and anyone who is really making switches and changes and evolving through this period of time. And it's everyone's life, not just mine. And I'm not just talking about a cold. I'm talking about now doing uh, electronics remotely and really not very comfortable with that. But I am pushing on because Miss Vicky's story needs to be told. And it needs to be told in so many realms, to so many realms, in so many ways. Um, and I'm going to not take Vicki's thunder, I'm going to have she share her story. But again, Unique Leaders Live started from the fact that we all have a story and our success is in our story. And so I want to highlight people's stories because they are champions of so many things, so many areas, so many people. And their stories are so special of where they, have been and where they are currently and where they're going to go to. But the other thing that I feel so uh, empowered to share with you is that not only is everyone's success in their story, but you have success in your story. And I hear too often, um, I haven't done this, I haven't done that, meaning that you limit yourself to what you, your heart's desire is, your goals, dreams, and aspirations. So by hearing others' stories and their struggles and how they've evolved and changed, it, I hope that it gives you the encouragement to take that first step. So without further ado, I'd like to invite you to meet my guest today, Ms. Vicki Lowell. Hello, thank you so much for having me. I, I First of all, I love this. I love the unique leaders. I just love every single thing you just said because women empower other women when we share our stories. Amen. And there is no shame in a story. There is no hiding in the closet anymore. There is no hiding behind anything. We need to be loud, we need to be proud, and we need to empower other women. And I, I literally teared up when you were talking about this because today's been such an emotional day for me, um, watching just the news and watching the, the laying to rest of Judge, uh, Justice um, Rensburg and just thinking what an amazing story she had and how she empowered people. And w regardless of whatever you may believe, empower somebody with your story and you're doing that. So thank you and I, I, I'm so honored to be here today. Oh, it's, it's my pleasure. And as you shared, 
I was going to be uh, bring in, um, <clears throat> and I'm going to have to cough a little bit here and there, folks, so I'm sorry. Go but for it. The show mm -hmm. must go on, and I was not going to cancel this. But, um, uh, you know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, again, she's older than I, but um, I am just turned 70. And I was sharing with Elizabeth, who is my producer, my graphic gal, the other day, we're, we're really building a new business. And she made a comment that, wow, this is a lot of work. And I said, yes, this is building a new business. And so, mm -hmm. um, you know, people have said to me, Vicki, why are you doing this now? You know, um, because I just sold my spa business, as you know, mm -hmm. and um, because I need to. It's just like, why did Ruth Bader Ginsburg go on to the age that she is? And and she fought and fought to stay there because she believed in what I'm talking about with physical challenges. And she fought. Oh, of course. To yeah. Stay there. So it is such a, like you said, a very important day, a special day for all women. And that's another reason why I felt very strongly about not, I could have, I could have easily said, I mean, uh, the cap is on, you know, put a little lipstick on and let's get going, you know? But so with that, Missy, I want to go back to the beginning of Vicki Lowell, because in reading your bio, um, you, you um, have been in this journey of financial, uh, the financial world for many years, but you've had many twists and turns. But, but before we go to your career, Let's go back. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Miami, Florida. I am the quintessential Cuban American princess. And I wear my crown with style. I don't have it on me today. But I'm very proud of that. I grew up in a traditionally Catholic conservative, conservative Hispanic family where I was going to grow up to um, either get a mistress or a master's. <laughs> and if I was really lucky, I would get both. Um, I always say, you know, my mom wanted me to get a bachelor, but she didn't necessarily mean a university one. And if I got both, fantastic. Um, and I did. I, I met my my college sweetheart and I married him. We're still married and we're very happy. But, um, you know, that's where I grew up. I grew up in a world that was very, um, it was weird. because It's a matriarchal, it's a matriarchal society. Women really rule the roost in a Hispanic family. But the men are very machista, and it's a it's a very delicate balance. Um, and I grew up in that world in Miami, Florida. Parents were Cuban exiles, so uh, for me, I grew up so much with. I was I, I was so lucky to have been born in the United States. I grew up with a fervent passion for freedom of speech and for freedom of of religion and all that. Because my my family had that taken away. They fled their country because they were told you can't have any of that. So I'm the I'm that girl who will, who I mean I agree with you but I will die for your right to say it and I will die every day for that because I know the value that was put into me at a very young age. Um, so that's that's kind of my story, you know, Catholic all girl school, mm -hmm. married the guy from the boys school. It's it's a cliche. It's a horrible cliche. No, but it's you know, to me I well I am a second generation Italian. My dad was Italian, a first generation. So my grand all my grandparents were born. I, either in Italy or Ireland, and my grandmother was born in Germany. So two Italians, one Ireland and mm -hmm. one Germany. And um, and so they were first generation. And uh, it is, I, and I went to Catholic school, all my education. So I understand it, I get it. But there is a lot of value in that. Because oh, to, yes. me, to me, it's about A, education. We received very good education as women 
and for women and also structure, meaning training to be an entrepreneur. I truly believe came from certainly my high school, which was an all girls Catholic high school, you know, that mm -hmm. very, very structured, but very disciplined. And I don't mean just rules and regs, but I'm talking about education. So, oh, yes. Yeah. So yeah, I, I had the same upbringing. Yeah. So, same, same thing. Yes. And now, you know, uh, when you were speaking about freedom of speech and religion now again and my grandparents came over to the united states before hitler and the mess in in europe but they came to the united states like your parents seeking that life you know of freedom and freedom of speech so it's, it's really very integrally similar yes so there then at that like you said your folks wanted you to have a, an education and which you did and then how did the financial piece come in? Where did that come into your spirit? That actually, it's weird because it, it comes into my spirit and it's something I do with my clients and I write about it in my book and I've done it with myself. It's about money scripts. And I talk about this a lot and it's, I can tell you my money script. I grew up in a family where money was incredibly important. It validated. It also was, was a thorn in our side for a little while there my parents had financial challenges along the way as exiles oftentimes do. Um, so I grew up having a lot at times and I didn't, I, I mean, we had, we were, we were poor at times um, in terms of, of, of financial things. We were very um, blessed in other things, but that was just the reality. My grandfather went from being a banker to being a longshoreman. And that's what happens at times when you emigrate um, from another country. So, money was was always there and because i fell into the conventions of being a perfect cuban wife um i really kind and the way so many women do regardless of race color ethnicity whatever let my husband handle the finances so finance comes to play for me around 2008 2009 in terms of me getting involved in my finances um i always had a checking account um, I, my credit cards were, were with my husband because I had credit cards when I was in college, when I got married. So we put them on and they really hers, his credit, not mine. Mm -hmm. Um, and when 2008 happened, my husband was in finance, the market fell out. I remember not only seeing my fellow wa finance wives, but seeing myself saying, can we afford our mortgage? How much is my mortgage? Um, how much does I knew what the school cost? I knew everything that was like how much we were spending in groceries, how much the school cost, how much uniforms were. I was a stay-at-home wife in Greenwich, Connecticut, Stepfordville. Mm -hmm. Uh so you can imagine. And I remember having this very big conversation and my husband telling me, I don't know what's gonna happen. The market, I mean, I don't have to tell everybody what happened. We went into the Great Recession. And my husband said, I don't know. And I thought I have a college career that I haven't worked at in 10 years more or less, a nine, actually nine years. Um, so that's pretty much toast. Um, I'm out of the workforce and I don't know how I can help this amazing, incredible man who has been a provider for so many years. How do I help him? What am I gonna do? I'm gonna work, I'm, I'm gonna go work at McDonald's because I'm unemployable. Um, and that was just my reality, really, as a stay-at-home mom who was living that lifestyle and then realizing what the nut was. And, and I started asking questions. I said, you know, what's the retirement plan? How much is the mortgage? What else do we, all those questions that women never ask. I 
was slapped in the face of them in 20 in a 24 hour period mm-hmm. really um and i said this will never happen to me again this will never happen to me again and i had a great tribe of women um who some were going through the same thing others weren't but they all said you have and it's, it was it was like an epiphany i not only started asking myself whether i wanted to engage financially but then the question became am i happy Am I happy? Am I happy not being in the workforce? No, I, I was not a nurse mother. I didn't want to stay home with these kids. I stayed home with these kids because this is what was expected of me. Mm-hmm. And I love my children, adore my daughters. I would have rather stayed working. I would have rather stay. I wouldn't have been in the situation I was. So I, I literally had to learn almost to walk again. And that's what I did. And I, I went back to school for a little while. Then I got a job in finance with my husband. Um, so that was a great opportunity he mentored me as in business as a not just being my partner my best friend he was also my mentor and he helped me and I got my licenses and and then I came to him about two years ago and I said you know what I'm not happy doing what I'm doing I don't want to be a financial advisor anymore in the way that we're doing it I want to help women I want to help women the way I was helped it's my turn to give back and I started Empowered Dwarf and it's really in a nutshell because I could be here for hours telling you the story, right? Right. In, well, in, 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 in excruciating detail. So, so with that said, um, I'm going to mention Sharon Lecter a few times through this, but again, mm-hmm. when I was reading your bio, and of course, you and I visited on your podcast, and we'll get to that later. But she, her whole passion. For what she does was based on one of those epiphanies like you and hers was her son who had incurred like you you made the comment i had credit cards from college her son like so many kids get that credit card and overspend and are in debt and have no idea mm-hmm. a how to handle that so right. her whole mission from as she calls it financial literacy came from she is a cpa so she has that background but she realized that it was time to help others understand their own financial literacy yes okay now she is was the co-author of rich dad poor dad she then joined the napoleon hill foundation and has uh you know rewrote or annotated think it grow rich for women and now three feet from gold with greg reed which we'll mention later outwitting the devil and so forth. But one of her most important things she's doing right now, Vicki, is, and she has a po- uh, not a podcast, but an event that she started in June and it's called Assets Are Sexy. And so um, I was involved in the June um, uh, event and she did one uh, about a month plus ago and another one in November. But I'm listening to you and um, Sharon is more contemporary of mine again, younger, but regardless, this has uh, been her mission through her career is financial literacy. But then I think to myself about my own life and as an entrepreneur, had I had mentors financially, um, my life would be very different right now. I mean, I have an entrepreneurial spirit, so I push on, I, you know, but is that mastermind and that's another reason why doing this unique leaders is important to me not just women but men as well meaning because men are going to be listening to this and they have to take stock in 
uh, like what you guys went through in 2008. And we're in a similar kind mm -hmm. of situation right now. And so uh, we have to all look at our lives that way. And so when, so with that, you started, um, and I love that you said your husband, you know, not only was your husband, your best friend, mm -hmm. your mentor, you said, and your business partner, wonderful. How, how blessed you are to have that. Yes. Because yes. it gives you that structure and that safety net as well, because he, you know, had been doing this a long time, uh, but you're mm -hmm. a sharp cookie and you caught up, but, but regardless, you have that mastermind, that partner, that mm -hmm. other person. Yes. Very important. I say, I said, I've said in my book, I said it, uh, and every talk I uh, give is that one of the biggest mistakes I did, uh, throughout my business life, career building businesses was I did it alone. I really needed that mastermind, but that structure was really not available back, you know, many years ago. It's much more prevalent. So now, when did you guys leave uh, the New, New York area and come back to Florida? We actually came back um, in 2009, okay. um, right after it. My husband mm -hmm. made a decision to go back into financial advising. He was in, in upper level management um, and really financial. It was, it was a quality of life sh issue because being an advisor, you basically call your own shots, even though he was always he's always been at big Wall Street firms. Um, so that was a really easy decision and a way for him to go back um, and do that. And it opened the door for me, really, because financial firms were looking for women advisors. Um, I was I was uh, I was a client associate. Um, he took my business degree and said, you're great at human resources, build a team for me. Um, and then he came in and said, now do the marketing piece because you're just, I'm a natural sales girl. That's what my yeah. dad did for a living. Mm -hmm. My dad was an entrepreneur. He, he was a top tier executive. Then he became an entrepreneur. And my dad told me to sell. I could, I could sell anything to any, uh, seriously. I always say that. Uh, that's what I like to do. So he said, do my marketing for me. And I did that. And then I said, well, there's a disconnect here. We need women doing this. We need women because I knew my story and I knew mm -hmm. talking to female clients that they were looking for this and i was really given an opportunity by wall street because they were looking for women and it's a little bit of a disconnect because they were looking for women to be financial advisors and bring those clients in but when you work at a financial firm and i was at a great firm that was fostering women it's really hard to climb that corporate ladder it's really hard to find mentorship. And I go back to that word because it is so important in whatever you do. I know that you mentor so many people in, in the beauty, health and wellness segment. And that, that's amazing, but it's really hard. And I, and what you said before about men, men need to get that for their companies to be successful, for their industries to be successful. They need to mentor women. The quicker we get to true gender equality in the workforce, the more successful and the more money we're going to make. Amen. And we need to understand that. And, and that really, that was my, that was really the, the gift that I was given that he, we were able to come back to Miami and the girls were at a certain point. They didn't need me anymore. Um, thank God. Um, I raised them to be incredibly independent. We both did. We both raised the girls to be incredibly independent and they are. And I was able to say, starting my life again starting my life again. And and really, it was funny to have my grandmother, uh, who's now no longer with us, but my grandmother, um, and then my mom really say, 
what do you need? How do we help you? Because these women, my grandmother didn't know how to drive a car. She didn't know how to drive a car. Mm -hmm. um, she didn't know anything about her retirement. She knew she had one. She had a pension. But she didn't know anything. I, mean, I think my dad would write her checks after my grandfather yeah. passed, and she would mm -hmm. just sign them. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, for them to embrace me and say, go do what you're doing, and they still have, and my mom has continued that, is pretty amazing. Very much so. Yes, very much so. I can, um, as you're speaking, my grandmother, uh, my Italian grandmother, uh, never drove a car, walked to the grocer every day like she would have been in Italy, you know, but um, was a fierce supporter um, of all of us, you know, in our dreams, goals, and aspirations. Mm -hmm. And when uh, <clears throat> I remember when I first started my first business, Vicky, my dad said to me, but again, it was me, not with my partner, so to speak. He said to me, no, don't do this. It's too risky because he was an entrepreneur. And it wasn't because I was a female. It was because he was my dad. And so he yeah. never, in the beginning stages, never um, gave me any money. Uh, but years later, uh, that was my first brand, Glycolique. But my years later, when I was starting Novita, new birth, new life, always something new is what that means. Mm -hmm. um, my mother said to my dad, this is wrong. This is wrong. She has fought so hard. She needs our assistance. So that was the first time. But it was my mom that went to the mats. So like your mom, you know, that said yes. uh, to, you know, that supporter. So I was, it was wonderful, you know, that to see her rise to that place. Cause she was that strength. Like you said, uh, she's not Latin, yeah. she was the Irish German gal, but, um, you know, to have that, um, passion to rise up. That was wonderful. Yes. Yes. So, okay. So now you're back in uh, Miami and you're building your, your husband's back in his work and you are now beginning your own, or are you still with the corporate uh, structure. I, I, I go into the corporate structure. I went, I literally said, I've got to go back to school because my degree is, I, I literally, and women who have been out of the workforce for a little while, even though you're doing charity work. And I was, I was a junior leaguer. I was the chairman of, I don't know how many charity events. So I was very active, but you can't mm -hmm. put that really on a resume and be taken seriously. So I said, I'm going to go back to school. And I did that for about a year. And then my husband was again, transitioning. He was leaving the firm. He was at to another firm. And he said to me, would you like to come work with me? Because I couldn't get, and the funny thing is I couldn't get a class that yeah. summer. I need to take a class. And he wanted to go to, to Greece on, <laughs> on a cruise, a very, a very well, well-deserved vacation for him. And he, we were on this cruise ship and I couldn't get the class. He said, would you like to work for me? I'm going to be, you know, I'm doing this change. And, and I said, well, I can't get the class. So I'll have time. Will I get paid? I, I've always, I've always asked, will I get paid? Um, he said, yeah, I'll pay you. You'll be like a full-fledged employee. And I said, yeah. And he go, and then I liked it. And he came to me one day and he goes, do you like what you're doing? And I'm like, yeah, you know, I actually do. And I never thought I would because I was that girl that was told you're not good with numbers. You're not good with money. Um, and I said, yeah. I actually really like what I'm doing. I'm doing the marketing side. I'm doing this. And I really like the investing side. I'm getting into this. Um, and he said, well, would you consider getting your seven or seven to 60, your 66? I said, you my, my broker's license? Um, yeah, he goes, yeah, the firm will pay for you to get this. And I'm like, well, why not? Um, so I started doing that and it just happened that one day I'm like, oh, you know, I, I never took that class. And he's like, you're making X. Why would you go back and take the class? 
He's like, no, 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 no. He goes, he goes, and you've got job security because you're basically married to the head of the team. So I ended up staying and I ended up growing so much in, in the business. Um, and very hard fought growth because he, he didn't give me a, he didn't give me one edge other than I earned and I ended up networking and doing all that. Mm-hmm. And when really it was it was perfect um, because when it came when the moment came that fin- the financial firms were saying we want women advisors, I was just getting my licenses. Never at the time not thinking that I would be an advisor, thinking I would be a registered assistant. Um, so they came to me and they said, do you want to do this? And I said, sure. But my niche here, this was my caveat. I want to only work with women. I only want to have female clients. And that's how it started. That's just how it started. And, and it, it went on from there until, until eventually I said, these women need more. They need more than just me telling them where to put their money in. They need, they need education. And that's why I left and I started my own business. Yes. Wow. Wow. Okay. So you started your own business, uh, called <clears throat> empowered worth. Mm-hmm. Okay. And yes, what empowered year, worth. And what year was that Vicki? That was 2019 and a little backstory on that. People are, okay. you're, you're, you guys are, who, your audience is going to die laughing about this. I had a female client who is, um, Obviously, I can't say her name, but she is a a very big life coach, life and fitness coach. And she has this offsite retreat. And she basically says, Oh, I'd love for you to come. Uh, And I'm like, Okay. And I told her, I said, Why don't you come with me? We could both stand to lose a few pounds. (laughs) Didn't lose any weight, by the way, while I was at this retreat. Um, But it changed my life because it made me realize that I wasn't happy that I needed to make a change. And I saw her coaching business and I saw that I said, I could do this, Mm -hmm. Um, but for finance, for Mm -hmm. this niche, which isn't getting this attention. Um, So that would have been October, September of 2018. I resigned at the end of 2018. My last day of work was January 1st, 2019. Um, Already knowing that I was going to, A, start taking care of myself, because in corporate America, women don't take care of themselves. And I had some medical issues I wanted to, to deal with. And I knew that I had all the stuff bubbling up inside of me. And, and I gave birth. It was literally a birth. It was a birthing of an idea, a platform, a company, a movement. And I just hit the ground floor running in 2019. And did you know all those incorporation, trademarking, all those things that we do when we start a business. You know this, uh, Megan. And we launched in 2000, September 18th of 2019. It's been a little over a year. Um, and I've never been happier. Never. Don't want to even look back. No, no. But, but had you not had that story of training back to the nuns, so to speak, back mm-hmm. to your La Familia in Italian, um, it all adds together. Each yes. And even, even setbacks and challenges like the recession of the 089 all of that the fear the cha- what do we do now type thing all of that leads to this the first yes. step to take you take that first step and the second and third and 15 and 19 will be revealed to you it's an evolution mm-hmm. it truly is and that's the takeaway that i want our viewers and listeners to really understand that it is about 
information, education, you know, I say teach, motivate, inspire. Yes. Yes. The platform of my mentoring is that I'm here to teach you, but it is about to also motivate you and then inspire you to do your own thing, you know, to have that foundation. And, you know, funny when you said what you said about, you know, you took that leap when you went to the retreat, I, uh, one of my major turning points is I was working at Alcon um, in Fort Worth, Texas. And I took that job to really work with sophisticated chemists because I knew I wanted to do a skincare line. But back in the day, there was no Google, there was no internet, there wasn't nothing. So I took this job to be able to hang out with these sophisticated chemists. And I was the national sales and marketing uh, director for this division that they had in the beauty industry. But anyway, the real point of the story is we were working in, and you appreciate this because you're a beauty girl too. We, uh, we, yeah, well, we talked and um, we were working in hyaluronic acid, which is today mm-hmm. a tour de force of skincare because it's so very hydrating. Um, but it's pointless to go into why we were doing that. But the point is that I did a whole storyboard on skincare because this was for a hair care line. And I gave that to my uh, boss and he said, quote unquote, skincare doesn't sell. But this was in 1990. And right. And he was a man. A, is a man. B, <laughs> no offense. But B, and in all fairness to him, B, the baby boomer hadn't gotten old enough yet. And C, which is really A, is that there was not science yet dictating that result-oriented skincare. Okay? So with that, meaning now med spas, and so we would never have that. So you, it had to start with that foundation of home care. And so my first brand was based on glycolic acid, which is an exfoliant, but it's and um, it's a chemical exfoliant versus a mechanical. But anyway, that's that. That's not the point. The point is, he said, skincare doesn't sell. So I said to myself, different epiphany than at the retreat. But I said to myself, well, I'm not going to be here forever, because I knew that they were not interested in doing that. And that was really, mm-hmm. I was not necessarily setting out to have my own business. It was setting out to create. So if he had said, oh, yeah, let's put that together, I'd probably still be there or maybe not. But the point of the point is I wouldn't have left in about a year. But from that right. moment, I started looking, uh, you know, putting my plan together and uh, executing that plan of, you know, developing my own brand. And so it's those epiphanies, though. That's why I took the time to share that, because it's those epiphanies in those moments, because you then said, because you could have said, mm-hmm. oh, gee, I love this. I would love to do this and stay with your fabulous job, right? Yes. Oh, I, I had people, when I started, I, I kept it very close to the vest. I don't, I'm, not, I'm usually an open book, mm-hmm. but I, first of all, I, 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 it was hard because it almost felt like a divorce mm-hmm. telling my husband I'm leaving. Um, I remember when I told him, he goes, are you leaving me? He was petrified. Like, no, I'm not leaving you. I'm leaving you. It's, it's two different right. things. And I said, and he, and he looked at me and goes, oh my God, I want you to be the, the best you and the most, and, and can I invest? That was his reaction, which was wonderful. Um, but also it was really hard to tell people because people don't understand why you would leave a high paying job yes. to go into entrepreneurship. And 
to the same thing. As I was working and as I was working with women, I had an opportunity from this retreat actually that I go to. I go back to my office and I have an opportunity. I get called by a tour de force in um, Miami um, who has a great connection of women. And she says, would you be willing to do this presentation? And I said, oh yeah, she says, but you have to do it in Spanish. Now I'm not on the international side and the firm came back compliance as often happens in finance and said, no, nope, I'm sorry, you can't do it. And this opportunity slipped through my hands. Oh, I see. And that closing of a door mm-hmm. opened a chasm. It was like, you close the door and an explosion happened on this wall and I'm going out that explosion. I know who I want to talk to. And what I was going to do was an educational piece. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, this is where I'm going. And, and, I, and that really, is it a time when you close a door, another, a window, I'm going to say a window opens and I go, a time when you close a door, someone puts dynamite and makes another one. And at times that's what happens. Um, and, I, and I think that's, that's still true for women. And, um, you know, going back to that, I, I, I want to tell women, you know, don't overthink it. Don't get wrapped up in the money of it a lot of times because if you have a really good idea, if you, you are a thought leader, if you know what you want, um, go for it go for it. It's not always easy to jump off the cliff. And look, I had a friend who told me you're crazy. How could you be doing this? And can my son take over your position? That was literally what she said to me. We're no longer friends, by the way. Um, So um, and I said, Yeah, I'm doing this. and I'm gonna make even more money. Um, And you know what, you can't take it with you. And she looked at me and I said, I've been in the business of finance. I have dealt with people who will make more money than some of us will see in a lifetime a couple of times over because I was in a high net worth division. And I will tell you one thing, unless you have a pyramid in Egypt, no one's bearing it with you. At the end of the day, and I say this about wealth, and I say wealth is not money. Being wealthy is that picture at the end of the day and it's who's around you. It's how does that look? It encompasses so much more than money. And I wanted to lay my head on a pillow when I decided to retire, when the end of my days come, because I may work for the rest of my life. I love working. Um, and say, you know what? I changed somebody's life. Amen. And I've had the honor of having people. I've had people leave reviews on my podcast, on my book, who have reached out and emailed me and told me, thank you for what you're doing. You changed my life. There's not a monetary value you can put on that. Not. There's not. No. There's not. And, and so, that's the thing for all of us. Now you mentioned we, we are your changing book. people's lives. Now you mentioned, mm-hmm. with that said, you then mm-hmm. took this foundation and wrote your book. And mm-hmm. uh, so tell us about that because that really carries on your legacy and your yes. information. So share about that. Um, so the book came. Um, excuse me. I have to blow yeah. my mind. I need to step away. Go for it. Okay. Go for it. I'll go. I'll tell everybody's story. Okay. The book came about really. Yes. Um, the book came about and it's, Uh it's weird because, um, I never thought I'd write a book. Um, and then it just came out and I, and I tell people at times we have verbal diarrhea when we write. Um, and it was very much like that. And I did have, um, a lot of help writing. I had a great editor because I literally had verbal diarrhea on the page and I just wanted to write a manifesto, um, to tell women, women of all walks of life. And I say this about financial empowerment. It's it financial empowerment 
and and taking our place in the world financially affects women of all races, of all religions, of all ethnicities. Um, I wanted to write a manifesto, if that made sense. And I wanted to give them something that not only let them see a reflection of themselves, and that's why the book is so anecdotal. Um, I also wanted to give them tips and just make it really easy tips that they could do to start them on the path. Now, this is not going to cure. You're not going to read my book and be financially empowered by the end of it. No, it's the beginning. And there will be other books. I'm working on those right now um, on different things, financial uh, literacy for, for young women. I'm working on one for, I have a book that for divorce, it's almost done. So it's just the beginning. But what I wanted to do is I want the book to be the teammate that's on your night table. That's telling you, hopefully, it's okay. And you're going to be okay. And you didn't get here because you made a wrong choice. You got here because you were fed a lot of really negative information as you were growing up that you weren't good with money and that you weren't, shouldn't take your place financially. And we're going to change that narrative and we're all going to do it together. So that's where the book kind of came up. The funny joke about, and, and just for your listeners, I always like to tell everybody a funny anecdote. The funny thing is that when I told my dear friends, I wrote a book. They all looked at me and said, is it like 50 shades of gray? Because everyone thought that I would write a book one day, but it would be like a tell all from my years of living in Greenwich and being the quintessential charity wife doing that circuit. And I'm like, no, but that would be a really good book. But no, it's actually a self-help book. And, and it's, it's great to see it. It became an international bestseller. Um, the woman on the cover, if you guys go on to amazon.com and look up Empower Your Work, Victoria Lowell, the woman on the cover is my grandmother. It's not her, but it's it's a representation of my grandmother because I wanted her to be in the book. She didn't get to see me become an international bestselling author. She'd probably be tickled pink over that. Um, and and then I translated it because my mother came to me and said, I need you to, to do this in Spanish. I need this book translated. You have to do something for your Hispanic, for your Latina sisters. So we did that. And that became an international bestseller. So it's been really it's it's been a a a a swell of just um accolades and acceptance and love for the book it's my third baby it's madison grace and empower your and empower your work those are the babies in the house and the dog um but yeah it, it was great I, I i never thought i'd be i never ever thought i would be a best-selling author and that that was not in the plan i just was writing no, but again, back to Unique Leaders Live, it is a step-by-step step because it wasn't that, and I, I take umbrage with people, I'm going to write a book. Okay, what's it about? I don't know, but I'm going to write a book. You hear that? Um, oh, yeah, yeah. You hear that? So it's not oh, about it's writing a book. You wrote about your heart. That's why you said there's tremendous anecdotal stories in it. It is that annotation of your life being applicable to the meat and potatoes of what is so necessary. So that's why it was so successful and is successful and will continue to be successful because it's helping people. Like you said earlier, the more people you help, the more you will be blessed because it is just, that is the way the energy of life is. It's about giving exactly. and then, and again, you get, but that's not the motive of what you, you that is not what you've said on one level today not one yes. minute not yes. one level you know it was about honoring your husband about your family about your daughters about i mean it was about honor and commitment and you took care of your commitment so to speak 
and friends and being loyal friend. And these are threads, folks, that is through everyone's life of unique leaders. It's about really seeing what is important in life. But I, I yes. cannot wait to introduce you to Sharon Lecter because- Oh, I, I want to meet her, yes, I definitely. Cannot wait, um, I cannot wait to do that because she, as I said earlier, uh, one of the things that I so admire so much, but one of the things that I admire so much is her commitment to financial literacy. And again, at this moment in time, she doesn't need to do what she's doing. But on the other side of the coin, like you've said, Vicki, and I'm saying you can't not, because if you have that burning desire, as Napoleon Hill says, you have to continue on. And, uh, yes. and that is what you're doing. Now, I have a question about your daughters. Now, how old are they? Uh, how old are they today? They are okay. So I have a twenty-year-old. I know, shocking. I look, I, I look, I, I like to say I look well preserved. It's partly because I I use some of the products that that Megan's mentioning. Uh, I do. I love I love glycolic acid. Mm -hmm. I love all that. Um, so um, I have a twenty-year-old. She's a junior in college, and I have a seventeen-year-old who is a senior in high school very opinionated strong women and that is my joy that that is i mean at times i wish and i, I said this to someone why did i teach them to think independently um remind me again because we do clash at times but i love that they have a voice they have mm -hmm. such a strong voice and they they are they stand in their power and that's and I, you know i was talking to somebody recently again about just this um rbg die and i said um, you know, we all stand on the shoulders of great women. And I look at my daughters and I think if it weren't for such amazing leaders that we know of and that we don't know of, you couldn't see these incredibly strong women mm -hmm. out there in the world. And I thank you for that. I think all the women listening who are, who are thought leaders and who are doing it, I thank you because you're helping my daughters. Mm -hmm. You are, you are changing the world for them. And you know, you, you've said uh, just here um, something I, that I I really want to focus on a minute. And this is not about financial literacy or your uh, work and myself, but is that you said we may differ in opinion, but we should, they have their voice, and I honor that. And I think where the discourse comes from is people don't let others have their own voice, and it's yes. you know. I was sharing with someone just this week, my mother, I grew up on Long Island and my mom, now this is many, many, many years ago, but my dad was a Republican and my mother was a Democrat. And uh, now there were uh, never heated debates, but there were, there were conversations for Shoreham. And my mother, she marched for Shoreham nuclear power plant. And she was written as she wrote a piece in a Newsday. You're from that area. so. Uh, mm -hmm. in reference to that. So meaning that, and did my father object to that? Did he object, object that she, not at all. He was uh, very, very impressed and, and honored that she had such a, a you know strong heart in what she, her conviction. So- it's um, Same here. Yeah, it, and that's the same here. here that has gotten lost. And I, I, so I hope that we in these conversations can help that. Uh, to really foster communication and love, because it really boils down to, because you also said about, you know, your mm -hmm. 
your conviction of family and life and, and so forth. So it's, it's all of that. So um, I have to wear my glasses, but they glare. So I just want to, so we, I've mentioned Sharon many times today, but that's because of her financial literacy passion. But I end this with um, a book that she and Greg Reed wrote called together called three feet from gold. Have you ever read that book? No, I haven't yeah. at all. It's 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 a must. It really is. Um, I'm gonna look it up. Okay. Yeah, it it because it's a must for so many reasons. It's a story, and it is loosely um, about Greg Reed's life. And I'm not gonna go into too much of that because I want you to read you and others to read it. But <clears throat> but it is in um, you know a kind of a fiction written piece. You know, it's not a how to. It's in a story mm -hmm. form, but it, basically the story begins with this guy that in the gold rush days that, I mean, the backstory, I should say, um, that was uh, from the gold rush days and he was from the Northeast and he went out West with gold fever and bought a, a you know, a, I don't know what it's called. I don't know if it was called a mine, but an area and invested in that and started shipping away, excavating for his gold rush. And he, it was hard work and it was, he felt it was not fruitful. And he, it was a small town and he would go and buy his supplies and he would share, you know, his, you know, tales of woe. And finally one day he gave up and he sold this area to this guy that was from the little town for nothing, sold it to him, went back East. And this guy who was from that, neck of the woods and also that lifestyle chipped away and three feet from there he hit gold three feet from where the guy stopped wow okay now the man who the, and this is a factual piece he then went back east and started an insurance company and became successful and he made that decision he would never give up you know burn the boats mm -hmm. But then Sharon, so Greg came to Sharon with a, um, a outline for this book. And, it, you know, it's very, it wasn't written. I mean, it wasn't in depth. And she helped him f f uh, fill it in, f you know, put it together. And it's really great because it's about other people's stories of three feet from gold. It's very well done. But in it, Vicki, is what they have put together called the success formula. And the success formula is passion plus talent times association times action plus faith equals success. And I ask everyone not to give me their action time, blah, 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 but just think for a minute what your passion is and what is your talent and share that with our guests. My passion is to empower women. My passion is to find, help women find their voice. My talent is numbers. My talent is finance because I feel really, and I've said this often, when you empower one part of your life, you empower all parts of your life. It kind of seeps through. Yeah. Um, so I can help you do that through the finance part. But my passion is to have women kind of, lean over in the bed one night and go, so honey, what's our retirement plan? And she found her voice. 
She started asking questions. I want to have the uncomfortable conversation. I want to speak up in one loud voice. Um, and, and to your story, we talked about your mom. My mom one time did a sit-in on a bridge in Miami. And so I, I totally get that. Maybe maybe that's why we're such kindred spirits because oh, we both had moms that were like that. Mm-hmm. And and I remember she had, she was helping me with the baby. I just had my first baby. She left and she said, um, I'm leaving. I'm going to go to the protest. Can you call your dad and tell him? And my dad's response is, do you think she's going to need bail money? <laughs> no, he was mad. She thinks she's going to need bail money. And and that's my thing is to give women voices. Um, because because unfortunately, we are not at a place yet in the world, and even in, America, in the United States, where women really too have an equal voice. And I want to, because I have daughters, because I am a woman, because... I came from two strong women. I want to change the narrative. So that's my passion. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you. you know, I, I, I want to I normally end with this, but what I want to bring it back to is something you said a while ago um, in reference to men. And you said it with passion, guys, wake up. Let's make a team. It's not about you and us, and we're not going to step on your toes. It is that power of two, it is that association, mm-hmm. you know? So that's part of that success formula. Oh, but that their piece was, you know, that surround yourself. And you've mentioned yes. that several times. But I say mm-hmm. today to let us all wake up and embrace each other. Mm-hmm. So is there anything you'd like to leave with, with our guests? Well, you know, I'm going to talk to your male viewers here because you just said that and uh, this popped into my head and it's something that I, that I say to my daughters. My daughter, well, I had a daughter recently was dating a boy who told her, she said, I don't want to drive somewhere. And he told her, oh, we should follow Pakistan's lead and women shouldn't drive. And my, my daughter was like, do you know who my mother is? Do you know her book? Like, and they never went out again. What I want to tell men is there's nothing sexier than a man that empowers a woman. It's not the size of your bank book. It's not. We like brains and we like men who support us. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things that I would leave for your male viewers, for your female viewers. Please, if, if any of you guys have, I'm, I'm a resource, please reach out to me. Go to www.empoweredwork.com. I've got some great stuff on there. I've got a lot of um, content. We've got a great subscription. F- find me. I would love to have the conversation with all of your viewers. Um, I've seen some of the comments popping up here as we've been doing this. and. Um, I just, ladies, let's find our voice together. Amen. Well, all of that mm-hmm. information will be in the text. So you will all be able to reach uh, Vicki easily. And uh, this will be up. Uh, so we'll, you know, make sure that you do have that information. So Miss Victoria, thank you so much for your time today. Your love, your oh. care, you're a treasure. And I look forward to maybe doing a retreat with uh there's a gal that has been on here can't see real well but uh kelly freeman who i also she's a financial <coughs> excuse me analyst here in the area. yes so i i look forward to joining the two of you together because she's a fierce woman as well so i awesome awesome really look forward to doing that and maybe we can have a retreat together all of us and put yeah i i think that's in the cards, Miss Vicky. I really do. Uh, I'm up for that, and I love Austin. I, I love that Seventh Avenue. We'll do that whole thing. I, I, tell me when, 
And when I go, I'm I'm going to the spa. I need some work. I'm looking at this live thing going. I need to tie that together. Big heart. I need some Botox and some fillers. And I just want to also share with our guests, this is again, you know, I have a cold out a step away. I don't know if this will be able to be on a podcast. I don't know. But I've tried to do some uh, segments here where they can clean it up. But but the point is it will be on my feeds, you know, and just can you know repeat. But Vicky is traveling and she's in a hotel. So we made this happen. <laughs> that that is the, the the blessing of a virtual world that we're living in now. I I was able to come for a, a birthday party and and do this still. So yeah. So that's great. Thank you so much for your time. And we will thank you for you having soon. me. It's been an honor, Megan. Thank you so much. I love you and I love what you do. And thank you for this. Unique Leaders Live is amazing. And the stories we're telling are helping and empowering people. So thank, thank you. Thank you. Be blessed. Bye-bye. Wow, what a great segment. I certainly enjoyed it. I'm sure you can see that. I truly am committed to helping women build their lives and not give up, but most importantly, to start. So with that said, I truly would appreciate you sharing this out. Uh, Vicki Lowell uh, has so much to share. Her book and her podcast and her website are so rich with information. So please share this segment out on, uh, and, and it will truly, truly bless others. And also we're building a business uh, base on Facebook, official Megan Martino. So please go and uh, friend me there because this is coming in there, but also most people come in on my personal page and we look forward to shifting it over there um, at in time. And I have other things planned for that site and that page and then other social media uh, uh, sites as well. So uh, please, please uh, friend us over there. It's growing but we need more and I'm going to then start a group and we'll continue on with that. So remember, share this out because people truly need to hear uh, Victoria Lowell's story and uh, this segment. We truly, both of us would appreciate that. So thank you folks for joining me today and putting up with stepping away from the camera and other challenges today, but I truly appreciate you being with me and my guests on Unique Leaders uh, Live. And I'll be back again on Monday with Motivation Monday. So have a wonderful weekend and be blessed. Thank you for listening to the Unique Leaders Podcast. If we said something today that resonated with you, please connect with me at megandemartino.com. I have a free gift for you, my book, hope and possibilities just over the horizon. It's never too early or too late to create the life of your dreams. And don't forget to head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. I would truly appreciate it. Be blessed.